Hey, y'all, welcome to the Marty Smith's America podcast. It's game week, baby. How excited are you, Travis? I'm amped up, you know. And Ohio it's State, Christmas, man. It's and Christmas. Ohio, and Ohio State plays Thursday night, so I don't have to wait around till Saturday. That's awesome, man. I what an amazing first week of games. Uh, it was it was amazing to to watch week zero and to start to feel that again. And college game days back, but we really get rolling this week with week one, and of course the marquee game right here in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I live, where today's guest lives. McGee will join us here momentarily to preview everything Marty and McGee and. He and I have a show going on the road this year, and, and I want to have him on here just to talk about not only what we're going to do, but our excitement for it and, and just mess around a little bit. But, of course, Clemson and Georgia are playing here in the Dukes-Mayo kickoff. It's going to be an unbelievable game. I have been cramming Travis on Alabama versus Miami and Clemson versus Georgia. I did go last Tuesday down to Athens. I spent my day with with the dogs. I interviewed JT Daniels extensively, interviewed Coach Smart, interviewed a couple of uh, other dogs, JT's teammates, about him and about his influence on the program and about how he integrated himself into that program and that path. And right on cue, my brother from another, Captain America himself, the great Jeremy McGee. What's going on, son? I was just talking about how uh, what, how pumped we are. It's redneck Christmas. It's oh. time for college football, Southeastern oh. Conference. We have great uh, cross-conference matchups in week one. Right here in Charlotte, we got Clemson and Georgia. College game day will be here. It's going to be completely off the hook. And you and me, sir, will be at the College Football Hall of Fame in the ATL for the debut of Marty and McGee on Saturday morning, Southeastern Conference Network, 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern. And if you can't tell that I'm amped, you ain't got a pulse. Dude, all right, this is a platform where we can just go. We can just discuss all aspects of this. And I want to start with, like, holy man, they, they gave us a show in the first place, all right? Yeah. Eight years ago, we started this journey. Yeah. And here we are on College Football Saturday in the Southeastern Conference with the opportunity to, to just do us. And I'm, I, I've spent so much time since we were told that they were going to give us this chance, really kind of processing the journey and the blessing that is the journey. So how do you even – how do you even react to this now that it's here? Well, it's, I, I mean, first of all, we're all so, I mean, I, I can't, it's hard for me to believe that like football's here and it's going to be, and I'm, and I'm putting it in air quotes, but it's going to be normal, right? I mean, it, 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 that, that by itself would have been like a humongous deal. But now, you throw on top of that the fact that we, so we got in 2019, we got just a little taste of this. Like we did the show, what, two or three times out four. on the road? I want to say four, but maybe yeah. three. Yeah. And we did it at LSU. I know we did it at Georgia. Championship um, game was we did it insane. Championship game, right. And, and it was, and it was so amazing. 
And then it was kind of, you know, just like everything else, it was cruel, right? They were like, wow, man, this is, this is really cool. We should do this more in 2020. And we didn't do anything in 2020. And, and so, you know, you had the opportunity. We talked about this on Marty McGee last Saturday. You and I, you had the opportunity to do a lot of – to sideline report. So you still went to a lot of games. I, I went to three games in 2020, and two of those were at the same place, at Coastal Carolina for the, for the BYU game and the Myrtle Beach Bowl which was awesome. And then the third time was at the ACC championship when I was hermetically sealed in the press box, like literally was in a <laughs> plexiglass box. Saran wrapped in. Yeah. I mean, I never got within 10 feet of anyone. And so it was, and it was quiet. It was weird. It just was, you know, it just was, um, it, it, but, but to the opportunity now to have, again, I'm putting it in air quotes, real football in front of real crowds and, and us to get to do this, that we got just a little, cruel taste of in 2019 is just going to be it's hard for me to wrap my brain around i i don't even i don't even know how i'm going to feel saturday morning i just know that i'm going to be just beyond beyond thrilled to be there so there's a lot of people who don't who don't know your path they don't they don't know that you were at espn 100 years ago running running shot sheets to you know dan patrick and kenny (laughs) main yeah and so how do you how do you how do you rationalize that guy versus this guy? And how would that guy have reacted to this guy's chance? Oh, chance that, that guy who started ESPN um, back in the nineties, you know, they tell you, I mean, when I, when I had my interview, my, my, my interview to be a production assistant PA, that was the entry level job at ESPN. And, and I remember, um, uh, in my interview with Al Jaffe, who I don't want to completely nerd out, but for folks that love the history of ESPN, he was the guy. He was a 1979er. Um, he he interviewed everyone, like whether it was Stu Scott or whether it was a PA to come in and answer the phones. Everybody went through Al Jaffe's office for an interview. And I remember him, part of the interview was him asking me right out of coming, dude, I bet I had graduated college a week earlier. And him asking me, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, you know, I'd love to be, you know, I'd love to be play-by-play guy. I'd love to be a reporter or whatever. And he So on me, air was always a dream. Well, it was until right this moment because he looked right at me and he goes, listen, he said, we're not in the business of making TV stars. We're in the business of, of, of making producers. Okay. And, and, and let me know very clearly, this was the path. This was not the path to do that. And at that point I went, okay, I'm done. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a producer because if it'll get me in the door to ESPN, that's what I'm going to do. And that's what, that's what I did. So, so you kind of check it, you know, you, you put that on the shelf along with, I'm going to be a left fielder for the Red Sox and I'm going to drive the number 43 STP Pontiac. I mean, you just put that on the shelf. For Frank right, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be a movie star. You put that on the shelf of stuff that you ain't going to do. And that's fine because, because I, I lived the dream as a producer. And uh, but but I say all that to say this to, to to sit there on the set with you, I know that you know that look on my face like I, hell I can't believe this is going on because I, they, I I'll never I will never not feel that and and you know that's that's fine with me. What's your rationale about how we've gotten these opportunities? I, I you know I talked on Saturday. We got done with the show on Saturday. Then I went and talked to a, a Tennessee, the Charlotte, Tennessee, University of Tennessee alumni. I went and spoke to that group, and I got this very question. And 
And what I said, and they all watch Marty McGee. And what I said to them was, I said, I hope that I said, again, putting my producer hat on the most difficult part of being a producer was putting people on the set and you just, you can do all your research and you can do all your auditions and then you put them all on the set and you just cross your fingers and you pray to TV Jesus that everyone will get along and that, and there'll be actual chemistry. And I think what I hope that people sense with you, the two of us is this chemistry. We're friends. You can't replicate it. You it's either there or it's not. And so we walk in there and sit down and, and we just, people ask me all the time, well, how much preparation do you do for a show? We don't do any because we just we can sense at this point where the other one's going to go, and um, and I hope that's what the people think we're genuine. I think I hope whether it's our bosses or whether it's the the listeners or the viewers or whatever, I hope that's what I hope that's the reason because I, I completely agree. Yeah, I think that's everything, and I will tell you I've not called to tell you this yet. I received a phone call this weekend from a big wheel ESPN college football executive. And that person uh, asked me how excited I was for this coming weekend and you and I having this platform and all that. And I said, look, man, uh, hell yeah, I'm excited. I am. I am just, I am just overwhelmingly amped. And that person said to me, I want you to just know one thing. The most important part of that show is you two and the random tangents and the obvious chemistry and friendship. So just don't like, make sure that that's the show. Yep. Like don't, don't try to do something else. Don't try to be something else. Just do yep. you do what has made it. And I'm like, well, hell that's all we know. That's what we know. Yep. And ultimately I don't care if it's Brad Buchanan, who uh, has been our producer on the Wednesday night show for the last several years whether it's uh, Alex Gajewski, who, who did the talking season this year, whether it's Damian Esparza, who, you know, and Jelaine Edwards, who did it uh, the talking season the first time, whoever it is, and, and now Randy Heritage, who is in charge of wrangling us this coming weekend and for the remainder of the season, Baron Miller, whoever it is, all of yeah. our producers. Luke Braylon, they, everybody. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Luke Braylon, who does our Saturday morning show now, the radio program. No matter who it is, and that includes Travis, who's on this podcast right now. Yeah, Mike, you see, I mean, we, we work with a lot of them. <laughs> Ultimately, like, they're just going to have to chase us. Yeah. They can prepare all they want to, but if we – like, we are going to go off on Bruce Springsteen handing you his harmonica tangents. Yeah. We're going to go off on – you know, Luke Bryan tangents, meeting right. my daughter's tangents. We're just going to do that. And yeah. that's how it is. And so that is the show. And yeah. so that's what it's going to be. We're going to talk a lot of ball. We're going to really be immersed in the atmosphere, which we're both really excited about. And we hope a lot of y'all come out, man. Uh, we hope that's, that you veer, veer away from getting the donuts and maybe stop yeah. by the stage. Yeah, that, that, that's it. And that, that's what I was telling them. Um, I was telling the, those folks at the Tennessee Alumni Association lunch, and I was telling my, my horseman buddies Sunday night when we did our our 30th, 32nd, something like that, football pool draft. And I was just saying, listen, come out, man, and tell your friends to come out. And it's just, it's just going to be, you know, to me, the greatest moment in the history of the show 
you and I didn't even see coming. And it was in Atlanta 2019, just down the road from where we'll be on Saturday at the World Congress Center. And we had no idea the LSU marching band was about to crank up right in front of us. And we had, I mean, all those people behind us. And it just, the energy, you can't, you know, my wife is an entertainer, right? My wife performs live on stage all the time. And you know this from all your your friends in the music industry. Um, you know, you don't understand how important that energy is until it's there. I, I mean, the college game day guys will tell you, or, or SEC Nation, you know, last year, even when they tried to take it on the road, and it just wasn't the same, the energy wasn't the same. And, and it's hard to, to generate that. So, yeah, y'all come on out. It, but that, that's the part of it that you, you're talking about staying genuine to who we are. And I'm so glad to hear about that call from the from the power up because um, you know I always go back to the episode of Wayne's World or, or the movie Wayne's World, and they took them out of their uh, what Aurora, Illinois uh, public access TV studio, <laughs> and then they threw all this money at them and put them in this big fancy studio, and and the show wasn't it wasn't their show. And and if you're my age, you remember the episode of Happy Days where they came in to shoot a commercial for Mr. Cunningham's hardware store. And it started off with the Cunninghams all standing there in a commercial. And by the time the director was done, he had replaced the entire family with actors. And so, you know, the point is you got to stay true to yourself. And, and, you know, luckily, man, the biggest blessing of our job is that we have always been surrounded by people who have just let us be us. And that's, uh, you can't, I, I honestly, as long as I've been in the television business, which my entire adult life, I can't think of, of, of more fortunate people than we are that they just let us do it. Are we going to hear Nana Lynn's voice in the morning? You know, that's a great question. And that during my run yesterday, I thought of this. All right, McGee, I have not talked to you about this yet, but I think we need to do this. You tell me if you don't like it, I, you can't hurt my feelings. I think, and I'm going to request if you're into it, I think we have to play now, because we're on TV and not radio, guys, we can't play commercial music on our show. Right. So I think that in the five-minute window before we go live on SEC Network, we yeah. need to be, be blaring Waylon Jennings to the crowd yeah. that is assembling for Marty and McGee at the stage Yeah. so that we get in that headspace so that we're there. And yeah, I mean, we could hear Nana Lynn. What, 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 what if somebody did like a mix? Remember in the '90s when when people like be like a hit song from a movie, and then they would put it out there. And totally, dude. So Tunnel drop, of Love, clips, clips, clips from the movie in there. Yeah, maybe. We what could, is your favorite Springsteen song? What is your favorite song? Forget. Uh, what is your my, favorite song? My, my favorite song ever is Tougher Than the Rest. Okay, Tougher Than the Rest. Yeah. Uh, which ver which version though? Oh, he, he, the no, boss. He's the, not going to say Ledoux. No, the original Springsteen version. That's, that, yeah. that's a per, that's a personal thing for me. I, Man, I, well, I, I love the Mavericks version. I, I mean, there's a hundred versions of it. Great. Ledoux's is insanity. Yeah. But 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 what but what if it's like I'm saying? What if it's like you know our 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 Waylon song, but then it has like Roosters and Nana Lynn, and uh, and Coach O and all that dropped into it. Like a, I like think a that's super, a great call. Super mega Marty and McGee mix. So we got to get somebody on that this week. Travis. And Travis. <laughs> and so, all right, so we're going to do Tougher Than the Rest. Yeah. I want to play That's Damn Rock and Roll by Eric Church. 
Because you talk about getting it ready. You talk about tuning it up. You talk about getting that daggone strap it up and get it on vibe. Yeah. And then we play Waylon. Yeah. And Roosters and Coach O. I figured you boys would have Mercedes Benz by now. Yeah. Tougher than the rest, my favorite song of all time. I don't know if it's this is kind of like the this is kind of like the question we always get about what's your walk up song. Yeah, it's hard. But it's hard, but but you know, I don't think your walk up song is necessarily your favorite song. I think Fair your walk up song is a song to get you fired up. So maybe there's maybe instead of um maybe instead of I mean Bruce needs represented, maybe instead of tougher than the rest, it's um uh I don't have to. I don't think about this. Is thing. it like some something from like Sophie B. Hawkins? No, no, no. It's Bruce, but it's hard. But it's like, but it's like, punch you in the face, Bruce. Like, let's go. Like, um, Badlands. Yeah. You give me some Badlands. I'm ready to. I'll be ready to. I mean, I might rip my pants. Don't don't we think we get we got to put we got got to put Garth and Kenny in there, right? Oh. If you put Garth Brooks in there, you're walking off the stage. It's just like maybe a, like sticking a pin in a balloon right before the show starts. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna send an email in as soon as we okay. get done. Yeah, I'm gonna. That's what we need to do, though, man. Turn on yeah. the speakers to the crowd because yeah. I I've talked you we you and me have talked to the crowd before. We don't know fall. they can open the speakers to the crowd, and we are gonna have that's damn rock and roll, Badlands, Waylon, and maybe a C. You know That's what we need? Probably what? Travis, what we need is we need the we need the original uh Marty McGee theme. What was our buddy's name? Billy uh, uh Oh my gosh. Uh, Marty and McGee. I can't believe I'm forgetting it right now. What would Elliot Sadler say? <laughs> yeah. The 406 today. Marty and McGee. I wonder if that even still exists in the system. I'll have to look. It's somewhere. I've got it. I think I've got it somewhere in my. If system. it exists, we should probably have that because that's awesome. That's OG. I mean, that's the four oh six from the from the dog toy and the and mama's guitar down there to ESPN seven thirty. But there's yeah, nothing yeah. better than hearing Nana Lynn's voice on a Saturday morning. No, oh man. yeah, no, 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 no. My wife, who never watches or listens to this show, and the other night she had recorded the show on the DVR and she wasn't ready. It was her mom, you know, and she wasn't ready for it and. uh, and all of a sudden, Nana Lynn came over the Nana Lynn came over the surround sound in the basement, and I was like, "This is my every my Sunday every Sunday morning." It's Marty and McGee. If the roost is growing, now the music city cranking. Out. You do have it. Lee. Every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right you got to get that you got to get that over to travis here it is here it is Marty Boogie. Can, you, can you imagine that right there echoing? billy higgins it's billy higgins can you imagine that right there echoing through the college football hall well guess what it's going to all right so that's our lineup all right here's our lineup and that'll get us probably, let's say, we could look it up exactly. I bet Badlands is three minutes and 25 seconds. Right. That's damn rock and roll is probably with the instrumental 445, something like yeah. that. We do Billy Higgins. That adds another 90 seconds. With That's damn rock and roll, though. You need to grab a live version. 
I mean, dude. You're, you're producing this, Travis. So you grab whatever you want. Yeah, you do whatever you want. But we're, you, I need you to put together this mix for us, and we are going we are going to play that thing as we're getting mic'd up on the stage, getting ready to go, and that will get us so right. I'm so excited. Dude, dude, I can't wait. Hey, the rest of the day, I'm playing Extravagantly, Amari and McGee, every Tuesday. What would Elliot Sadler say to the 406 today? Amari McGee. <laughs> I'm so damn excited that you have that. Can you send an MP3 to Travis? I, I, I just emailed it to both of you. So. All right, done deal. I love it. I love yeah. it. All right, well, listen, I cannot wait to get there. I cannot yeah. wait to spend our Saturday mornings together like this. We, we get to every Saturday with radio and all that, and we're coming off of a great show where we might have had the best interview in the history of Marty and McGee. And better than Phil Swift and Flex Seal? I don't know. That was a good one. We got to get him. We, we need to get him to show up for the uh, for the new for the for this show. He should be our sponsor. Oh, yeah. By the way, appreciate old Trapper. Old Trapper's going to be oh, uh, like it. our title sponsor, Travis. We yeah. we got a title sponsor. I know. We recorded a bunch of. Uh, How did you uh, fool the the bosses? We don't know. We don't. We've been fooling the bosses for eight years now. We don't. Uh, Actually, longer than that. Before we go, should I turn my camera on and let McGee see what happened this weekend? This is the perfect place to tell the story. All right, I want you to turn on your camera first so that he can see and then tell the story of what happened. Oh, what'd you do? Uh, so, shocker, I went out drinking Friday. Mm. Uh, I'll tell them what I remember first. I went out drinking. I Uber home. The next thing I know, at 3.45 in the morning, I'm on the ground in my bedroom in a pool of blood, uh, a massive cut on my lip. Uh, I wake up, go to the sink. I'm leaking just blood everywhere. I get that stopped. I take club soda, douse my carpet. There's actually no blood left on the carpet. Uh, I'm impressed that your one of your first instincts was I have to clean the carpet. I don't know how, like I, uh, I, I think it was just adrenaline and everything yeah. kicking in. And then after like my action, action, after action report, I came home at one twenty six. my contacts were taken out. I had a cup that I had with me. I put in the sink, I had changed. So one of two things happened. I was walking to bed originally tripped and hit, I hit my fan and fell and face planted and was out cold for like an hour or two, or I got up in the middle of the night to go to the restroom, then came back, hit the fan, and knocked and fell. But I don't remember falling. Yeah, you need to come up with a great story. Well, it's too late now because you just put this down. On the it's, I mean, I sent a photo to Marty. I, I couldn't uh, believe what I was looking at. Yeah. There was. Like, it well, looked like he got, it looked like he got pummeled in the face. There was blood all over his chin and face. Right. Look at that. No, that's what you need. That's the story you need to go with. Like instead of I, instead of I hit a fan and passed out, or I went to the trying to go to the potty and passed out. You need to come up with. I was I, defending a beautiful girl I was in the bar. A beautiful girl at a bar in Farmington, and um, you know, 
was at the Cadillac Ranch. Yeah, you think I look bad, you should see the other guy. That's what you need. You need to come up with a better story than this. But yeah, I, I, uh, I was looking at all he did. He said it was like no context photograph. He sends no, I, it to me. Good morning, beautiful. <laughs> he sends me this yeah, photo. That's what he and said. I couldn't I, actually I was talking to my wife. And that's what I'm saying. That's what that's what Marty said. To, uh, that's what uh Travis said. That's what so, Travis said to me. Looked in Dude, the I was like, Did you get your ass whipped? What happened? Yeah. He did. You gotta by, by Tito, this random guy named Tito yep. punched him in the face. But, but he was defending the honor of a, of a young woman. So Here's the crazy thing. So I wake up Saturday morning at like 9. Outside of like the pain in my face, I wasn't hungover at all. I mean, Not. it's pretty remarkable, honestly. I'd like, But I can tell exactly where I hit I hit like – I have a wood bed frame. I'm actually at least, you know, an adult and has a bed frame, which maybe I should, if I wasn't an adult and just had a mattress, I would have been okay. You also have a vacuum cleaner back there in the background. Oh yeah. I love that that vacuum cleaner. We have one too. It's like a, it almost looks like a uh, metal detector. I got a room. It's a a cordless one, which is nice. So then like when the one battery dies, you put it in the charger, grab the other battery, plop it in. Yeah. I got a a Roomba that looks exactly like a Legion stadium in Las Vegas. Does oh your Roomba have like your house <laughs> memorized so it like goes and hits it has all the, the has it has it has the basement memorized? Though it locked Does the puppy chase it. It locked itself in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> I ran it the other day and went. I found out went and did the show, and when I came back, the Roomba was in the bat had gone in the bathroom, shut the door, and locked itself in the bathroom. And was just going around. But the bathroom around. was clean. It was it was very clean, almost as clean as your as your blood carpet. Marty Muggy. But yeah, I had in the morning. <laughs> I think there was so like- what y'all need to know about Billy Higgins is all right. One of my favorite songs of all time is Blue on Black by Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Yeah. So that's what Billy Higgins Billy Higgins took the melody from Blue on Black. Going round and around. Make his country sound. Music city I'm just gonna keep doing that. Here's That's what you need. Interesting. The Zoom machine just asked me if I was playing music. How did it? McGee needs to bring the Dale call with him on the road. The battery's dead. Oh, Dale call, <laughs> call down. They'll call down. All right, listen. Uh, I can't wait to see you here in a couple of days when we get to the ATL. Everybody, make sure you tune in to Marty and McGee, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time on the SEC Network. I have DirecTV. I know that's channel 611. I don't have any idea what it is on any of your providers unless you have DirecTV. It'll also, it'll also be uh, on the radio, simulcast, too. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's true. ESPN Radio. No. E to the 406 today. Hey, I'm going to send this song to my boy Derek Panamski down at LSU and have Coach O sing that song for us. He's going to cover it. We're going to get a Coach O cover. Of Billy Higgins masterpiece, the 406. And speaking of LSU, thoughts and prayers go out to them right now and all those yeah, people down time. there. I was, 
Yeah, man, it's nasty down there. Hurricane Ida. Uh, I've been checking in with all our friends at LSU constantly. Uh, fortunately, it did not. It was not a direct hit at Baton Rouge, but man, New Orleans and southeast of Baton Rouge is just getting hammered. And so, uh, no question. Big prayers to Louisiana. We love y'all. Uh, stay safe down there. Thanks, bro. See you in a few days. All right. We'll see you, boys. Dude, you know DJ Uyangalale got a Fansville deal, right? Yeah. I mean, he's I mean, the first national deal. That's awesome. I mean, I, I bet a lot of players will be getting will be getting those. But So, here's what's interesting, too. All right. Now, do we know that Georgia Clemson is going to be a great game? On paper, it's an instant classic. There's pro players at every position. Did you know that JT Daniels and DJ Uyangalale also were high school rivals? I, I didn't know they were rivals. I knew they are both from California. They played against each other in high school a couple times. And now we have the chicken joint Super Bowl. All right. We have DJ Uyangale representing Bojangles versus JT Daniels representing Zaxby's in the Duke's Mayo kickoff. You kidding me? That's like the greatest thing ever. If that ain't the South, I don't know what is. Well, anybody who watched the Duke's Mayo Bowl last year knows that the best chicken sandwich in the Carolinas is the Butte. My buddy, Mr. Jim Noble, has Bossy Beulahs in downtown Charlotte. And we went down there for a Duke's Mayo shoot last year. And I interviewed Mr. Noble. He also has Noble Smoke, which is one of the best barbecue joints in town. And he claims has the best brisket east of the Mississippi. Anyway, he has his chicken sandwich called the Butte. All right. So live on air during the Duke's Mayo Bowl last, last uh, December. I take a hack out of the Butte, and I randomly said live on air, that thing is the South on a bun. Dude, Mr. Noble now has posters in the restaurant that say they show the Butte, and on it it says that sandwich is the South on a bun. Like, you know, dot, dot, Marty Smith, ESPN. Yeah, I was going to say it. Quotes me. Yeah, I was going to say, people should be able to walk up and, like, give me the Marty Smith. I mean, it – unbelievable. I, I – man, that I mean, that, that might be your greatest achievement in life is having your name – I'm looking at a photo menu. of that thing right now, and legit mouth starts to water. It's so good. And it's cool what he did, dude. He bought an old gas station. So he, 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 he built Noble Smoke, and right next door was this rundown gas station that had just been there for ages. And so he's sitting there staring at it. And the guy that sold him, I think this is right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I think the guy that sold him the land for Noble Smoke was like, well, you look, you want the gas station too? He's like, yeah. So he bought the gas station. It still has the doors, like the gas station uh, garage bay doors that go up. Mm -hmm. And so in the fall and the springtime, when the air is really nice, they put those up, and it's an open-air place. It's you really, think, really a cool joint, man. You think your mouth is watering. I haven't had, other than mashed potatoes and mac and cheese, any real food since Friday, so my mouth that is watering That lip's busted right up, man. Oh, did, it, you, it, 
You need stitches, probably. No, it, it it's good. It's healing. My sister-in-law's a nurse, so like I FaceTimed her, and I was like, what's it look like? And she's like, you're good. I'm like, what about this like white stuff? And she's like, that's how it, a, the scab in like your mouth will look. So she was. I've been uh, FaceTiming with her. Well, yeah, I'm, it, it, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you didn't like really hurt yourself, dude, because you could have. I mean, I got based yeah, on what it looks like, you could have. I can tell. Like I have this little like line where I can tell I hit the baseboard and I hit my lip. But yeah, I could have hit my eye, my could've eye, my nose, yeah. bust my head open. So I'm, I mean, it sucks that I like I sound weird probably to people talking, but I'm glad it's just the lip. Um. Again, amazing week of college football coming up. Um, I, I'm just – I'm so excited. Again, we're going to be at Alabama-Miami. Game day is going to be at Clemson, Georgia. I'm excited for your game uh, to see Derek King back out there because, remember, he had the ACL. He had the ACL, and, I mean, he is – I mean, you talk about dynamic players. He was like that guy is a, I mean he is a stud and then, straight up. And then you talked, you mentioned the NIL stuff. He's been one of the people leading that, but also about trying to spread the wealth with within his team. He's not, he's not just collecting it for himself, and so that he's awesome on the field. He's awesome off the field, and ready to see him. And then, I mean, Bama. I mean, you just you're having to learn a whole new roster. He's going to have his hands full. Uh, Alabama's loaded again. And one thing that's interesting to me, and I'll talk about this on the show on Saturday, is the narrative that Coach Saban has had. I've been stuck, like, I have been in full cram mode ever since the game, uh, pardon me, ever since the show ended Saturday. And because we'll spend time talking about Bama, Miami. Also, we're going to be talking about Clemson, Georgia. So those two games I'm really diving in on. And it's been – I've watched every press conference from the preseason that Alabama's done with the coordinators, with Coach Saban, with the players, Bryce Young. And it's so interesting to me where Coach Saban is. You know how he is, Travis. He's way harder on his teams that have been successful than he is the ones that weren't. Mm-hmm. And – and and like for example, he's he's if they're getting ready to go play Mercer, he is a tyrant. If they're getting ready to go play Clemson in the national championship, it's not the same. Yeah, because if you got to motivate them for Clemson, then they, yeah, they ain't ready. But it's so this the is Mercer where you, you never know. They you know they're thinking oh, I'm going to play a quarter and then blow out. We're done. He said this last week. Mindset of team is so important. High achievement. Motivation and low anxiety is really important. You got to be able to shut out all external factors, including what we're supposed to win, how we're supposed to win it, college football playoff, national championships, all the things the media says, all the rat poison, right? Of course, they're honored to be recognized, but the team has to go earn it every day. I love this right here. Players cannot focus on outcomes, they have to focus on the process to the outcome. They can't focus on fear of failure and they're, that they're going to disappoint somebody. They have to focus on whatever it takes to be the best players they can be individually and collectively. That's the process. And can you trust each other? 
Can everybody have confidence and maturity, not only in themselves, but in each other on a consistent basis and the effort to sustain that? That's what's important. It all comes down to execution and trust. And so that's been his narrative, man. Like I've watched all these press conferences after the first scrimmage, after the second scrimmage, last week. Now they're entering game week mode. He's, he'll do a media address today that I'll watch. But uh, it's going to be so fun. And when uh, he, Again, when, they're just loaded everywhere. When he addresses the media too, he's not actually addressing the media. He's, he's talking to the players through the media. Right. Because he knows you're going to hear that. And you, you mentioned they're loaded. I'm a given name. And a lot of people in the South may not be aware of this name as much oh, as I am. we are now. Uh, Jamison Williams, uh, just if you're not a Bama fan, just buckle in and get prepared to chase him. The transfer from Ohio State, he's going to be a force to mess. It, like, he's going to be a problem. Coach Saban said this week, he's going to be a featured guy. That, you know what, when he said that, you know what I thought? My Lord, the Ohio State wide receiver room. I mean, they have the top two prospects in the at, at the position in the next draft. And then, you know, Jamison was, I think, a little concerned about his role because he had a couple guys behind him that were big-time recruits. And, you know, Bama just lost their guys. And so he, I think they're going to feature him in a Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith kind of, can we get some bubble screens, just give him the ball, let him make some plays. I could see him in special teams. He's also just got straight speed. Like, he had one of those deep ball touchdowns against Clemson. It was just a straight go. I mean, he's going to be a he, force. He's going. You know what else, man? He comes in, plug and play with an understanding of the stage. I mean, he he already knows what big games are. Yeah. He already knows what it's like to go on the, to walk on a field every Saturday with when and you know you're getting the opponent's absolute best every weekend because Ohio State gets that too. So it's just going to be fun to see what he does. It'll be fun to see what Bryce Young's all about and, and how he acclimates to, to Bill O'Brien's offense. And yeah, you're gonna see that. I mean, you got him, CJ Stroud, you got a couple guys that are, you know, DJ, he liked some last year, but now you're the guy in these, uh, you know, these big time programs, you know, having a first time starting quarterback is gonna be interesting. Uyangalale. Uh, yeah. Now we, you know, we've seen him in big games against Notre Dame, but it's different, man. It's different when you're the guy. He played so great when he played, when Trevor Lawrence was out. Great. Played great. It's different when you're the guy. And I know Clemson has been really challenging him this preseason, during camp, during scrimmages, giving him so many different looks, pinning their ears back to go get him to make sure that he's ready for the dogs. Andy, you know, and he had Travis Etienne in the backfield with them. He had Jackson Carmen as his left tackle. It's just it's you lose some guys and then now you are the guy and everybody is looking at you to be that leader and can you you know be in a dogfight in the fourth quarter and everybody look at you in the eye your eyes and know okay he's ready. I'll tell you one guy I ain't worried a bit about when it comes to that is J T Daniels. I ain't a, I, the, I ain't worried about him one bit when it comes to the stage. Now I can't wait to see. I mean, Clemson's defensive line depth is ridiculous. It's just they keep coming. They honestly, dude, they got three tiers. They have first team, second team, third team. All of them can play. Mm-hmm. And 
What that means is fresh. What that means is fourth quarter. We are still coming. Full gas. And then also add, James Skowski's back. Yeah, he's, he's in his super, 14th year at Clemson. He's a super senior. And so you've got that captain with that defensive line. Like, it's going to – I can't wait for that game. That's why I'm excited. It's just, that Ohio State plays Thursday night, so on Saturday, get the two TVs going, buckling, and I can just relax and watch you these know, games. Clemson's got another guy that you know is very special to me. That's Nolan Turner. Mm-hmm. And he's he's also back for his like super senior year, that bonus year of eligibility. Uh, I mean, the guy has 190 tackles in his career. He's made he's made huge plays, and this is a guy that wasn't even recruited, two star, and has made such an impact on that program, and and will continue to do so. Like they have such great leadership on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the field, uh, much less Dabo and, and his staff and, and BV and, and Tony Elliott and Brandon Streeter, the quarterback coach, who honestly, I don't – at some point, Streeter's going to go be an OC somewhere. What, uh, and also, he's good, but also this Clemson team, you know they're coming with a chip on their shoulder after the ass whooping they got against Ohio State. No they want to they prove that what you saw in that game is not who they are. I, I mean, and I have – Uber high expectations for Texas A&M. Uber high expectations for the North Carolina Tar Heels. I, I mean, I, I feel like Notre Dame's going to be good. They got Jack Cohn coming over from Wisconsin to play quarterback. So, I don't know, man. I'm just pumped. It's, it's going to be so fun to see Except what happens in this. Huh? It's game week, man. We're here. Can't wait. Uh, all right. Y'all tune in. Marty McGee, 9 to 10, SEC Network. It's college football Saturday. Can't wait. We got games Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night. Can't wait, man. Can't wait. Uh, Thank you so much to our law enforcement officials all over the country working so hard to keep our community safe. Our fire and rescue folks, thank you. And the United States military, we are free because they allow us to be free with their sacrifice every single day. Thank you, guys. We appreciate your sacrifice. This is Marty Smith's America. We'll try better next time. Appreciate McGee coming on. Y'all be good. It's game week.